to disclose that I'm currently living with my parents. It's just a temporary thing. I moved back in during COVID, getting back on my feet financially and living situations. Getting out of here soon. It's causing all types of stress, let me tell you. But this is key information because my mom installed a bidet in our bathroom. You guys, if you have ever used a bidet, you know how truly life-changing they are. But I come out of the bathroom now with the cleanest, most fresh-feeling asshole I've ever had in my life. It is truly a magnificent invention. And I don't know why there aren't bidets in bathrooms all across this country. There are in Japan. They're amazing. Everybody's walking around with dirty assholes, like toilet paper fucking hanging out of them. Japan, they're all sparkly clean. I mean, this thing comes with heated seats. It comes with the bidet and the cleanser. It oscillates. And there's a fucking booty hole massage. So it's like hard light, hard light, hard kind of a thing. And it feels so fucking good. Mmm. I am a radical supporter of bidets. Never again will I leave that particular bathroom with a dirty asshole. It is crystal fucking clean and happy. Oh, my asshole is so happy. My coochie's happy too. I mean, that thing gets up in there too. It's amazing. Truly, truly is. So every time I go to the bathroom now, it takes me four extra minutes. A minute for that cleansing cycle and that little massage. And then three minutes for the fan to be blowing that nice warm air on my ass. Cleaning it off, drying it off. Mm. And it's a mood improver. It improves your mood to get a booty hole massage. Let me tell you... I don't come out of that bathroom without a smile on my face anymore. (laughs) Any fucking more. Really though, more people need to use bidets. After using them for just like two days, I am a full supporter for this. Can we start a petition, please, for bathrooms across America to start using bidets? Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Oh, I love a good sugar pussy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this week's episode for the sugar dating segment. I really want to talk about why sugar dating is so popular and why it's so common and why historically it's been so common. From the sugar baby side, we've talked about it a little bit already, but I want to go a little bit more in depth on these topics. And I also am really excited to talk about to you guys why sugar daddies get into it. Now, I'm not a sugar daddy. I can't say from their perspective, but I can say from my perspective And I can talk about the things that I've picked up on, the information that I've gathered through our conversations. I have had extensive conversations with sugar daddies about their side of things. 
I know the struggles that some of them have faced because they've opened up to me about them. And I know a little bit about the reasons that they got into it in the first place, why they stayed into it. And so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to kind of go into it because it's kind of fascinating and it goes a lot deeper than what you see on the surface or what I think many people would pick up on at surface level and surface value. So from the baby's side, because this is a little bit more obvious and a little bit more easy to understand, I think, for us, most people, most babies get into it because of the money. There can be other reasons, specifically the babies who get into it when they're not seeking it out, when it kind of finds them in life. It's a different story. But anybody who's actively looking for a sugar daddy or actively looking to get into seeking arrangements or get into a sugar arrangement in general, however they go about it, it's generally the main cause is money. It's financial But the funny thing about that is many times that's not why, at least in my case, that's not why I continued to do it. So why do people like sugar dating? What keeps them into it? What are some of the draws for it? What are some of the things that go on emotionally and mentally when engaging in these arrangements and these relationships? First of all, it's fun, obviously. We get to do things we normally don't get to do. I've talked about this before. We get to do fine dining, luxurious vacations, expensive excursions, expensive hobbies. These all become suddenly accessible. And at least in my life, I don't get to do these things very often or it's not something that I put my own money towards because there's so many different things that I want to put my money towards. And it's like a pick and choose. But when somebody else is paying, when you know that somebody else is capable and enjoys it and you get to share it with them, it opens up a whole new door of opportunities and it's fun. It's really fun to get to do these things without the stress of, oh, I have to put my own money towards it. And it's really freeing and it's really enjoyable. To me, freedom is really important in my own life. Getting to experience things without the stress and the weight is a form of freedom in its own. So I might be relying on somebody else, but like I found them, I chose to be there, I chose to do this, and I have the freedom to leave whenever I want, etc. It's really freeing to be able to go on a vacation and not be stressed about the money that you're putting forward. Then there's the desirability aspect. Feeling desired is super amazing and to the extreme that you're getting paid for your time. So this is one side of it. There's a whole other side to get into. However, I do want to mention that extreme levels of feeling desired, it goes beyond sugar dating. It goes into every aspect of relationships in our lives. One thing about some forms of sexual experiences that are typically associated with BDSM, like CNC, consensual non-consent, a big driving factor in enjoying that comes from the level of desire that you feel from somebody else. So in that scenario in CNC, there's a level of desire that you feel when somebody is literally taking what they want from you, right? When somebody wants you so bad, they have to have you right now, so they take it. Obviously, this is consensual, CNC, consensual non-consent. But when you practice that, you feel like you just are so wanted in that moment. They have to have you. 
And that's a huge draw for those types of things. So in sugar dating, when people are willing to put money forth in order to spend time with you, that's a pretty extreme level of desire that you get to feel. And it's not really even sexual. It's just spending time with you. It can be sexual. You can fetishize it. There is one time that I had somebody take $100 in ones and just pour them over me while I was laying in bed before they came and fucked me. That was very interesting, by the way. Very cool experience. But the point is it doesn't have to be sexual. It can be just somebody wants to spend time with me. And that feels good. That feels really fucking good when somebody wants to spend time with your personality and with your mind and they want to be around you. They want to be seen with you. Then also, if if you are on that side of the sexual end of it, which I will admit I am, when I'm laying there and I'm like, this person is willing to put this kind of money forward to be with me right now. It turns me on. I'm not going to lie. It does. It's really, it's really hot to think about that I am wanted and desired that much. So there's two sides of it. It doesn't have to be sexual. It can be sexual. It can be a kink. It can be fetishized. Everyone's going to take it to a different point. But it's there. When you're on these dates, regardless of sexual or not sexual, the desirability is at an, at an extreme high. The other side of it that I mentioned from the financial side is being cared for. So it doesn't have to be desirability for everybody. Sometimes it's nice to feel like somebody cares enough about you to financially help and support you out of their own goodwill. For myself, this is a trait that I really look for in sugar daddies before I set up an arrangement with them. It's really important to me that they are giving me the financial help and the financial support because they want to, because they like feeling like that caregiver. It's really important that it's a gift, that it's desired on both our sides, that it's happening, and it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like they feel that they have to pay me in order to get sex or in order to get attention and affection and intimacy and a listening ear. If they feel like they're being forced to pay for it, to me, that undermines the entire structure and the entire beauty of an arrangement, and I don't like that. Some people, it doesn't bother them that's fine. Personally, I get so much more fulfillment out of these arrangements and relationships if I feel like it's desired, if there's that caregiving attention put into it and a caregiving atmosphere to it. They want to give me that money and that financial help because they know I'm, I need it, basically. They know that I'm there because I don't have thousands and millions of dollars at my disposal. I and paycheck to paycheck and having a little bit of extra money is a lot less stress in my life and when they know that and they want to help because they have that money to give and they can give it's really really nice and it feels good it feels loving and both people are benefiting from this so lastly lastly <laughs> older men and older women I'm going to talk, in my case, older men because I've never had a sugar mama. I would love a sugar mama, but I've never had a sugar mama. So I feel like I can't really speak for them. I can't speak for male sugar babies either. In my case, with sugar daddies, 
older men are not always, but typically more mature. And that maturity is super appealing. They know who they are, what they want. They have experiences to share. They have stories and they have knowledge. And they're sexually a lot more confident, which means better communication, ultimately. So they have all these experiences and stories that they can share with you and they can teach you about. They have knowledge that they love handing out and giving and teaching. And they have just more confidence in themselves. And confidence is so fucking sexy. So older, a lot of times, is like super refreshing. To have some time in your life set aside to spend time with somebody who's older and more mature is like it's really good for your personal growth and development because it forces you to stand up to the occasion and be more mature yourself be more open to different perspectives and ideas i do not agree politically with a couple sugar daddies that i've had in my in my time but I am open to hearing their why, and I can tell you that a lot of political opinions that I have have changed and been morphed through my time as a sugar baby just because in that situation, I have to listen. I have to be open to new ideas. I can't get all emotional and upset about some weird political view. I have to be calm, cool, collected, and more mature about it, and that forces me to listen with far more of an open mind than normal even if I don't change my opinions even if I don't change what I believe which happens sometimes I'm open to that I'm open to change but even if that doesn't happen I'm still gaining a lot in the sense that I now know the other side I can understand where they're coming from and I can form my opinions to defend from what they're telling me It's always good to learn new perspectives and to hear other sides of things and everything in life. When you're in a situation where you're forced to step up and be more mature and I want to say less emotional, like emotional is a bad thing, but it forces you to to be a little bit more on your game mentally, a little bit more crisp mentally when you're on these sugar dates because you're there for them essentially you're there to be that companion that they need it's it's still work you're still having to step up and not perform but maybe not be as relaxed as you would with your best friend and that opens you up to a lot of possibilities and that sexual confidence their confidence kind of sinks into you and you're able to be more open too and so the sexual like interactions are typically extremely relaxed and casual and chill they're enjoyable in the sense that there isn't a lot of pressure now I wouldn't want that to be my entire sex life but there is something to learn from it and something to take away because people don't communicate enough in the bedroom and it's something that usually comes from a place of shame and that's really sad and we got to talk about sex more and we have to force other people to talk about sex more and get them used to it and get them acclimated to talking about it so they will talk about it with people and force those people to talk about it and suddenly we have this big beautiful spread of wholesome communication happening in the bedroom so that is the point and that is the goal with this whole podcast all right talk to people talk about sex in normal conversation then it's easier to talk about sex in the bedroom. 
amazing how that works. Okay, so why do sugar daddies slash sugar mamas do sugar dating? Why are they into it? Why do they like it? Well, just like sugar babies tend to get into it because they need financial help, sugar daddies tend to get into it because they want sex, but they don't want an escort. They want something a little bit more classy with quotation marks around it. And so that's how it starts. Some of them actually do start with escorts and then they graduate into sugar dating because they realize how much more they get out of it. Whether or not that's a good or bad thing, I don't know. It depends on their character and how they're doing it entirely in that situation. But that's, I would say, why they get into it. Now, why they stay in it, why they like it, why it's a good thing, they get exactly what they want. Because money is involved, the atmosphere is open communication and negotiations right from the start. So they're able to say, hey, this is what I need, this is what I want, are you able to give that to me? The sugar baby is like, hell yeah, or hell no. If it's hell no, sugar daddy finds somebody else, until it's a hell yeah. And then... Right from the start, everybody knows the expectations. Everybody's getting what they want. So for sugar daddies, they're able to get intimacy if they want it. They're able to get sex if they want it. They're able to just have that company. They're able to have somebody who they can share their experiences and their knowledge with. Whatever it is that they're looking for, they can find it right off the bat. And that is super appealing to people with really busy, chaotic lives. And a lot of these men and women who get into this are really busy. They're typically they're typically business owners or some of them are retired so this doesn't really apply. A lot of them really just want the ease of it and they want the knowledge that what they're putting in they're getting exactly what they need out of it. They get to feel listened to. Like I was saying from the sugar babies side of things, how when you're in it, you're there for them. The sugar daddy gets somebody who is there for them to listen to them, to drink in what they have to tell them and the knowledge, the experiences and the stories that they have to share. Feeling listened to and appreciated and in your knowledge and intelligence valued is a human need. And it's a human need that I don't think gets a lot of attention. We ask for it in our relationships, in our friendships, in our from our significant others. But it can be a challenge to consistently be receiving this. In sugar dating, a lot of times you're not spending constant time and attention with somebody. So when you are spending the time and attention with them, you're expected to be able to be putting forth a lot of those things that you would give to a significant other, but you're asked to do this in a much more dramatic and defined way. You go and you sit there and you listen to them and you ask questions You actually take in the information and you have to think through, okay, so how do I react to this? How do I converse about it? What questions do I have? Like You are an active participant in these conversations. It takes effort, but it also makes it much more genuine and much more valuable on their side. So they're getting somebody who's putting forth this effort that sometimes is hard to even get in our regular relationships. And they get that like threefold in sugar arrangements. This means that for a sugar baby, it can be really exhausting. In my experience, it is really exhausting. Sometimes I mentally just don't, mentally or emotionally, just don't feel like I'm on the top of my game that day and I will openly and bluntly tell the sugar daddy, hey, I don't think I'm going to be a good time tonight. I think we should reschedule. Many times they're totally chill and open and cool about that. So it really works out. 
But it's important to be able to offer that and do that as a sugar baby because that is one of the main things that they get out of the entire relationship and arrangement. So they get to feel listened to and appreciated. And they also get to feel good as a caregiver. Helping others is fulfilling as fuck. We've already kind of talked about this. So then, of course, the physical side. Not just talking about sex here. I'm talking about affection. Sex is a very healthy and important part of life for everyone. But what I've seen through the years is the bigger need that these men have that I've seen is affection. The sex with them, it doesn't even last that long typically. It's usually like a a little fun time and then I make them go get me a nice warm towel and then they come back. (laughs) Service, bitches. And then we lay there and we talk and we cuddle and I give them nice little massages and we just connect and there's, I'm giving affection and it's really nice. Sometimes they reciprocate and give me affection back. Sometimes they lay there and they drink it in. And it's kind of crazy to me how I can feel like the need radiating off of their body the need for it. I can feel it when I'm there. And I think that this is an underlying why. This is an underlying why in so many of these arrangements that nobody really talks about. It's just kind of there. And that realization helped me understand people a lot better in my own life. So just like sugar babies feeling desired for sugar daddies happens a lot. You can feel desired for what they can offer. So the goal here is not them feeling like the sugar baby is just there for their money. It's feeling desired for what they can offer, which is that financial support possibly. It can be the money. Um, But it's not in the sense of they're only here because they're trying to get my money or they're only here because I'm paying them. It's in the sense of I'm supporting this person. And you get that a lot more with sugar relationships than you do in something like escorting. They feel desired for what they can offer, if it's financial help, if it's networking, if it's the knowledge, if it's experiences like traveling and fine dining and that kind of stuff, if it's um, <laughs> pussy licking skills, etc. There's There's so many things that these sugar daddies can offer. And like I said from the sugar baby side, all these reasons to be in it boils down to a desire for the sugar daddy, really. And so that desire really is a river flowing both ways. Both people are benefiting from those feelings of desire and desire for the the human being on its level. It can be sexual. It doesn't have to be sexual. It's just desire of feeling needed and wanted and appreciated. Everybody needs that in their life. And finally, you know, they get to date a much younger woman. So, okay, so why is sugar dating so popular? Because it makes sense. It's really as simple as that. It's people with the capabilities to fulfill each other and each other's needs getting together for an arrangement on their own terms. It makes sense. Everything about these arrangements makes sense. These men are at a place in their lives where they have the money, they have the capabilities to provide that sugar. And the younger people have the mental and emotional capacity 
they have the bodies to provide that human connection that these other people need. It's an exchange. Every relationship is an exchange. This is just an exchange of very tangible needs. You can write it down on paper. You know what you're getting. You know what you're giving. That's it. That's why sugar dating is so popular. I think that a sugar daddy that I had for a long time in college is truly a perfect representation of what I'm talking about and the why people do it. Like our arrangement was really a perfect representation of everything that I just went through. He's a perfect example of the caregiving sugar relationship that I believe every sugar baby should be seeking out. So we connected on seeking arrangements and then planned a lunch. We planned a get to know you, see if we have a connection, see if we want to do this, meet. And like I've said before, you go into these public meets the first time without any expectations because you don't know. Maybe you're not going to like them and not want an arrangement with them, so you don't ask for anything. It's literally just your time to decide if you want. It's like an interview. I hate bringing this down to a transactional business thing. It's, it is and it isn't. We've been over that. But it's like an interview. You get to know them. You make sure you don't feel anything weird when you're around them. There are no red flags. You listen to your gut about their personality and who they are, etc. So we got lunch and we connected right away. He found out I was vegan and then he was saying, oh, I love animals too. I actually had a pet deer. And so then like the whole conversation was about his pet deer and he was showing me pictures and it was really cute and adorable. And so after lunch, we discussed our arrangement. We finalized the details of the meets, expectations, and our allowance. And then we decided it was a go and we were going to leave. And he's like, hey, I appreciate you showing up. I appreciate your time. I want to give you this. And he handed me $200. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that this was an unexpected, purely genuine motivated gift. Obviously, there I'm there for financial reasons, so obviously it's a gift that I'm going to appreciate. One thing you have to realize with sugar dating is that it's okay for money to be the gift. A lot of times in life, we're like, oh, you can't just give money, that's so unthoughtful. But in some situations in life, it's okay to just give money, and it's okay to just accept money as a gift. Think graduation. Everybody just gives cash because you know that that person is at a point in their lives where they really need cash. So everybody gives cash gifts. It's amazing. Same thing. He knows what I need and he gifted that thing. Beautiful. Truly beautiful. And it really proved to me that he was there for the right reasons and he was engaging in this arrangement and relationship for the right reasons. I'm not going to lie. He did that and I felt really loved and cared for. It was genuine. Now, our actual arrangement was kind of interesting. It was flip-flopped. We would meet at a hotel and or his house, and then he would eat me out, and then we would cuddle for like, I don't know, an hour, and then we would go get dinner. That's the only arrangement that I've had that's been flip-flopped like that. And I think what it actually did was it meant that we were connected and cuddling before dinner. So we were already past that, oh, I haven't seen you in a while and we have to reacquaint with each other and get comfortable around each other again. It kind of took that away, which was really nice, honestly. It was interesting and I really, really appreciate this sugar daddy. He is the only sugar daddy who I've had that I feel after our arrangements ended, I would like to see him again at some point, but 
he now lives five hours away. But now that our relationship had ended and we only really connect on holidays and stuff anymore, he's the only one I have felt like I can genuinely go to and be like, I need money for this. Would you help me? And every time he said yes. I don't do this very often. I feel it's not something I would exploit ever. But the beautiful thing is he knows that. And because he knows that and because our relationship was strong enough and is strong enough, he has gifted me money even when we're outside of an arrangement. And that is a testament to how sugar dating is an actual relationship. Now, it's separate from your personal life. At least I believe it should be separate from your personal life. It should be no strings attached. You shouldn't be constantly texting and like, knowing each other's lives and the detail it's not that kind of arrangement no it's completely separate it's you compartmentalize it in your head as a different thing when you're with them you're with them you're 100 percent all in but when you're not you have your own fucking life that you're living but it's still a connection and it's still real and it's still a relationship and i still care about him like i said i'd like to see him again whatever But the fact that we're able to do that, we're able to connect with each other, say, how are you? How are you doing? And the fact that I was able to go for help, which neither time I was like in a crisis, it was both times of like, hey, I really want this. It would mean a lot if you'd help with this. And he was like, hell yeah. How can I send the money? And it was amazing. And it's really just a beautiful relationship at this point. I feel like I'm building that same kind of relationship with my current sugar daddy, but it's it's pretty early on, so only time will tell. In the end, this all really boils down to that these have the potential to be really genuine and wholesome, real relationships with people, and that is why people do it. Not always. There's 100% going to be sugar daddies and sugar babies out there who it is much more surface level, an exchange money for sex type deal. It doesn't always get deep. I've only gotten deep with maybe two sugar daddies ever. All right, so that's where we're going to leave this episode. If I missed anything or if there's any clarification that you need, just let me know and I can revisit. But that is my perspective on why people sugar date. All right, you guys, that does it for this episode. And I want to mention this was episode eight. So we have nine and then we reach episode 10. And I have a bit of a surprise for you guys for episode 10. I'm going to have drum roll my boyfriend on I'm really excited I think that it should be a pretty interesting episode to give you to give you a reason why I think it's going to be an interesting episode I am his girlfriend I wear a collar we are ethically non-monogamous obviously and I'm an active sugar baby so there's a lot of different elements going on I also he's done a lot of different things in his life that could make for interesting conversation and I think that having a male perspective on things like poly things like BDSM would be really cool and should be really cool so I'm really excited for that I am going to post a survey on my Instagram and on my Twitter to ask you what you want us to talk about so I definitely want this to be good content quality content I want you guys to ask whatever questions you'd have for a relationship like ours. Anything you want, topics, questions you have for us, go ahead and put those there. So I'm going to try to manipulate this conversation to really dive into 
stuff that kind of falls in the categories of things I've been talking about already, but I would love to have direct questions. So that will be up as this episode goes up. So go let me know what questions you have for that episode. Also, don't forget I have my normal feedback survey. I would love to hear from you guys what you think so far, what I can be doing better. If you have any specific questions, I will feature you on an episode. And last but not least, don't forget to follow on Spotify or Apple, whatever you're listening on, and follow my social medias at SugarPussPod. That will do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much for listening with me every single week. I will see you guys next Thirsty Thursday for Sugar Pussy. Oh, I love a good sugar pussy. <laughs>